It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, and Sam Amico from Hoopswire connects the Washington Wizards to Kevin Durant. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So today, of course, going to talk about the hot topic with Sam Amico uh, from Hoopswire, talking about the Washington Wizards could make a push for Kevin Durant. Several sources have told him that, so we're going to talk about that, um, how much I believe a percentage chance that the Wizards could land Kevin Durant, or does Kevin Durant even want to come to D.C., the guy who didn't even want to take a meeting with the Washington Wizards when the Wizards were a better or had a were more of a playoff contending team at the time in 2016, 2017 with John Wall, Bradley Bill, Marquise Morris, Gortat, Otto Porter, that team, Death Row DC. We're going to talk about that for a little bit um, and then also recap some of the summer league, some standouts and uh, what the consensus with the national take has been on Johnny Davis' summer league performance so far. Um, and then we'll I'll try to get to some Will Barton and Monte Morris quotes from their opening pressers as well to uh, end the show. So um, I'm going to read the article from Sam, Sam Amico from Hoopswire. Um, he's not the first person to say the Wizards are going to try or are connected to Kevin Durant in a sense. 
in some way, um, trying to get him. Now, there's many teams. There was a report. Many, many teams are interested in get, getting Kevin Durant. I don't see why they would not. Um, but let's let's start off with the article here. So this is a quick um, paragraph. So uh, he says, of course, the Nets aren't determined to trade Kevin Durant to the Suns or Heat. They'll trade him to the Kings or Pacers or any other non-playoff team if it means they get what they want in return. Several sources even told Hoopswire to keep an eye on, on the Wizards who can make a major push. Durant is a DC product too. He may not be upset about playing at home alongside Bradley Bill. At any rate, there is a sense that Kevin Durant could indeed change his mind and return to Brooklyn, giving it another go alongside Kyrie Irving. But if that happens, it won't be for a lack of trying on the Nets end. They continue to seek out deals. And that is what Durant has indicated that he prefers. So um, they said that he, he is a DC product too. So Kevin Durant has said that he does not, want to come back home. I heard this in a documentary and it has been known that he doesn't really want to come back home. There's just a lot of things when you do come back home, there is pressure. There are, you know, a lot of people that may ask for things, tickets, handouts, what, et cetera, whatever it is, you know? So um, I don't exactly know his reasoning, but I do remember watching the documentary. It wasn't the something in, a, in the water on Showtime, but it was another documentary where he was driving around. He was going to play, I want to say at the Watts league or the Pitts league, whatever, one of the Goodman league, leagues in dc and he said he just didn't want to come back home and play at home so i would love to see him come back and play in dc of course the homegrown guy i mean this guy is a generational talent top 75 player um multi-time all-star multi-time two-time championship two-time champion can score there's just not a lot of people who are six foot 11 six ten that can just pull up from 30 40 feet away and pull up and hit a, hit a three-pointer um not a lot of guys can do that um so I would love to see him come back home, of course. He's 34, a lot of injuries, Achilles injuries, foot injuries. Um, and, and Kevin Durant, he's an intriguing guy. You know, he's a guy that if he doesn't like something or doesn't like where he's at, he will leave. He will leave for sure. Um, not a fan of how he has, how he joined the Golden State Warriors and team hopped and then, you know, asked about, you know, the two teams that he had for his initial destinations were the Suns and the Heat, the two teams that were number one seed. So, um, but Durant is a DC product too. It doesn't really matter because like I said earlier, this is the guy that didn't even want to have a meeting with the Washington wizards when the wizards were a better team three or four years ago. Um, and they said he may not be upset about playing at home alongside Bradley bill. I do think they would be a nice duo. I do think it would be a really good dynamic duo it would be one of the best duos in the NBA, Bradley bill, Kevin Durant, a high octane, high potent offense. Both guys are three level scores and get a bucket whenever they feel like it. Kevin Durant is just, an automatic bucket. Kevin Durant is a top three player in the league. At times, he's the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. There's times where he can definitely be that guy. Um, the playoffs were a little, a little disappointing against the Celtics where they got swept. Um, I thought Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown got the best of them, but that just doesn't usually happen. The playoff series last year, he was a, a toe step away from hitting a game-winning three or a game-sealing three against the Bucks. the eventual champions, where Kevin Durant was playing 53 minutes, 48 minutes. Um, putting up 35, 40, 50 points in games in that playoff series against the Bucks, a tough wire to wire series without Kyrie Irving, without without James Harden. So, and if he does come here, he's 34. It does kind of have a feel of a Michael Jordan coming to the Wizards type of feel, you know, at the later latter end of your career. But he would still be great. He would still be great. The Wizards, and if he does come home, if he does push the Wizards to the second round or past the second round or past the first round, it would be something the Wizards haven't done in the last couple of years, or even if they get 50 wins for this franchise, this is something the franchise has not done since 1979. So he, he, if he comes home, I, I don't see much pressure on him, to be honest, if he could just lift the wizards past even the, like I said, the, the second round or get to 50 wins, it would be a huge compliment 
huge accomplishment for the Wizards franchise as a whole. Wizards slash Bullets, un- unfortunately. I mean, that's that's the bar right there is to make make it past the second round and get 50 wins, something that has not been done since 1979. Um, so you look at some of the trade packages, of course, the trade machine, and then you just think about the Nets, what they've been asking for from other teams. They've asked for, you know, the Suns, they want a Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton. Do the Wizards have enough assets to match that? The Heat, they want, they've asked for Bam out of bio, but Kevin Durant, wants, he wants to play with Bam out of bio. He wants to pay, play with Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. Now, did the Wizards offer something like, something like that? They don't. Then there was reports that the Nets asked for Anthony Edwards and Carl Towns. So the Nets are playing hardball there. I do think most likely Kevin Durant will end up being back in Brooklyn just because of what Joe Sy and Sean Marks are asking in return. They're asking for a lot. The Pelicans, they asked for, they want a Zion Williamson or a Brandon Ingram in return. They want, they want a bona fide all-star in return. So before I get to some trade packages or something that I think the Wizards could throw at, and a reason why I do think the Wizards might have a small snowball's chance, I'm going to get to that. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I just got the cookies and cream in the mail, and they are really, 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 really good. So uh, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably try the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk Bill Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Bill.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Bill Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Bill Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you got a craving, You need to when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth. Or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Go to Bill.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, so the Wizards, um, based on the article, they would have to give up somebody like a Chris S. Porzingis, or not even the article, just being realistic to match salaries. Kevin Durant, getting paid about $42 million. Porzingis is getting $33 million. You probably have to throw in Porzingis, Kuz, either one of the three young guys, one of the three young guns, like a Denny, Kispert, or a Rui, one of the three. So it would probably be Porzingis, Kuz, and Denny, or Rui, or Kispert, and a couple of firsts. The 2023 first is, is protected. You can lift the protections off of the pick that the Knicks own the rights to. You could throw that in there, multiple picks. Um, you look at the Rudy Gobert trade, that kind of set the bar of what teams are looking for now. They, the Timberwolves, got, they gave up 
what, four first-round picks, three or four first-round picks to bring in a Rudy Gobert. So imagine what you have to give up just to get a Kevin Durant. And is it really worth it when he's 34 years old, coming off of injuries? He's a guy that, you know, he does have a burner account on Twitter and whatnot. And if he does get upset, he voices his opinion. You know, if the Wizards don't make the – if they don't make it to the conference finals or to the finals, is he a guy that's going to get upset and want out after one year, after you gave up all those assets? So there's pros and cons to it. The pros are, of course, the city of D.C. would be buzzing with excitement. They would be relevant. Uh, The Wizards had, what, two national TV games last year, if that. Um, they would be a relevant team. They would be a better team, of course, with Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill. You keep Monte Morris. You keep Will Barton at the time because, you know, you can't trade Will Barton right now after two months. It, there, if, you, if, you, if you use a trade machine that says you can't trade Will Barton until two, mat, two months after the trade has been done, which was a couple of weeks ago, so you would keep most likely Gaff. You have to give up Porzingis. You keep Will Barton, Monte Morris, Johnny Davis, or you might throw Johnny Davis in the trade as well. Keep DeLon Wright and some other guys. You, you do lose your depth. You lose your draft picks. The only reason why I wouldn't hang on to the draft picks is because Tommy Shepard, he's shown that he's been making solid picks. But just the Wizards in general for the past couple of years, unless it's a top three pick like Bradley Bill and John Wall, they haven't really hit home runs. They've hit singles and doubles. I think the young guys are good players, but they're not franchise-changing players. The Wizards just have not shown an ability to really hit on their picks. When you And they are in basketball purgatory. I think if Kevin Durant comes here, he would take them out of basketball purgatory where they would be a relevant team and they would be a competitive team. They wouldn't be a contender per se. They would still need more to be a contender. They'd be a legitimate team in the Eastern Conference, but they would definitely be out of basketball purgatory where it's like right now they're a team that is battling with the plan, seventh, eighth, sixth seed, and not even making the playoffs where if you get Kevin Durant, you're obviously going to make the playoffs. You're, you're shooting to make the playoffs. You're at least going to get a fifth seed, fourth seed, battle with the Heat, Sixers, um, Bucks, Giannis, and some other teams in the Eastern Conference, Raptors. You obviously be battling with those teams, and, and and Kevin Durant, he would he would get some butts in the seats. It would be exciting to see Kevin Durant in DC for sure. So, um, but the Wizards have been connected to people before. Um, they were connected to trading up for Jay Nivey Somewhat, there were some rumors about them trying to get Dejounte Murray and SGA. None of that happened. So, if, if I'm a Wizards fan, I follow the Wizards. Certainly not getting my hopes at all, but I do think. Getting Kevin Durant is something that you have to strongly, strongly consider, and it would definitely raise the ceiling and the bar for this roster. So, and then Bradley Bill, you know, he said, you know, he they're looking to add guys and they're trying to find guys that want to come here. Now, this would be by force because Kevin Durant doesn't have a no trade clause like Bradley Bill does. Would the Nets want Bradley Bill in return? Is that the only guy that they want? Do the Wizards have enough assets? And if the Wizards are talking to the Nets, are that is is Sean Marks and Joe Sy saying, hey, if we want to trade, we we don't like the guys that you have, but we want an all-star in return. The only all-star that legitimate all-star that we see is Bradley Bill. And you look at Chris Haps Porzingis' trade value as well. He was just traded for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davies Bertans, even though Chris Haps had a great last couple games of the year. So is it worth it to gut your roster or just keep and see what Denny can do? See if Denny makes a leap, see if Rui makes a leap, see if Kisser makes a leap, and see if Chris Haps can stay healthy. And play at a certain level that he played last year. Because he, he was one of the few guys to get 25 points and 10 rebounds in a block in the last couple of 17, 17 games of the year. So I thought Chris has played really well. So um, I would strongly consider it. it would be a big move for the Wizards. It would be a big move for D.C. basketball. Definitely bring some excitement to D.C. Having a guy like Kevin Durant um, playing next to Bradley Bill. So once again, not getting my hopes up. I give it about a 1% chance. I give it a 1% chance that it happens. Um, you know, I would not start and fire up the hashtag. KD to DC hashtag at all. I just would not do it. So, um, but 
and other news, I do want to get to um, some news and notes to what the national consensus had to say about Johnny Davis. Some other guys that stood out found some numbers and some stats on other guys like Vernon Carey and Isaiah Todd. Just want to go over their shooting percentages. And then um, I'll get to one or two of some some quotes that I thought stood out from Will Barton and Monte Morris. And then we'll wrap it up today. Tomorrow I will be having I will be talking about the rotations in the lineups tomorrow. And then later on this week, I do want to talk about the addition of DeLon Wright and um, if the possibility of trading for John Collins is still out there. But this is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, let's pull up some numbers here. So, Vernon Carey, I thought he was the MVP of the Summer League for the Washington Wizards. I thought he played the best. You know, he's a guy that, you know, he he had an injury. They did sit him out for the latter parts of the um of the summer league but um i thought he, i thought he was the most consistent guy I averaged 11 points and six boards a game i thought he finished well around the rim finished well in the post uh 90 from the free throw line that's what i thought stood out to me as well he got to the free throw line a good amount of times and he was able to convert um i know he may he may not he most likely won't get a lot of playing time with the wizards with the regular roster especially with bringing in todd gibson they're going to be battling for that third center spot chris Tapps most likely will be your starting center then gafford will be the backup then um, third guy is between Vernon and Todd, but I really I see Todd's just you know him having that veteran presence, um, playing ten plus years in the league, being a good finisher, a good rebounder, energy guy, good veteran presence, good voice in the locker room to have. I see Todd Gibson being that third center, but Vernon Carey he could steal some minutes. You never know. The Wizards definitely need depth for sure. So eleven points a game for Vernon Carey, six boards, ninety percent from the free throw line, one. 1.3 blocks per game at 57% from the field, which is solid for a big man. Now, he has an old – him and Jaime Echenique both have old-school games, hook shots, back-to-the-basket kind of games where they, they, they don't have the quickest feet. They can't really put the ball on the floor on the perimeter. They don't shoot threes. So they are old-school um, bigs. Jaime Echenique averaged 10 points a game. I thought he was another standout. 75% from the free throw line, um, 6.4 rebounds per game, and one block per game, 53% from the field as well. Jaime had some really good games. I thought he really outplayed Jaime. I thought he outplayed James Wiseman in the last game against the Warriors as well. Um, Isaiah Todd is a guy that definitely has room for improvement. I thought he showed flashes, nine points a game, 34% from the field for a guy who's 6'10. Got to finish better around the rim. Got to, you just got to, you know, you, you have to finish better around the rim. I thought he got blocked a couple times, which is fine. You know, being 6'10 around, you're going to get your shot blocked. But I do think he needs to, you know, find better ways to finish through contact and finish through physicality. Thought he shot a lot of threes, which he's a solid three-point shooter, but he shot 30% from three, which is below the average, um, and 50% from the free throw line. So he has to do better shooting from the three and shooting from the free throw line. Very good in transition, though. Very good in transition and can play above the rim. 
3.4 rebounds per game. Just like Rui, I want him to rebound the ball more. I thought he should have got more rebounds in the summer league for sure. Um, 0.2 assists per game. Has to work on his vision. Has some tunnel vision here and there sometimes. And he averaged 1.2 turnovers per game and 0.6 blocks per game. Blocks per game. So those are some rooms uh, finishing through physicality, doing more than just, you know, being around a perimeter and just, you know, basing your game on shooting threes. I think he can do more than that. Um, and then also finishing around the rim and, and finishing through contact, knocking down his free throws as well and rebounding the ball more and having more vision as a passer, not having tunnel vision. I definitely think those are some room for some areas that Isaiah Todd can point to, point to and work on. Jordan Shackle led the team in points with 12.6. Jordan Goodwin had nine point uh, 9.8 points per game. I thought Jordan Goodwin uh, showed potential there, some some grit and grind, got his hands in the passing lane a lot, was very aggressive. It was really good in the Pistons game, and I thought he didn't get a lot of playing time that I feel like he should have gotten, um, but I thought he he showed out for, um, for sure. It has been he was really good in the G League as well, um, and he was he was a really good rebounder as well. Four point four rebounds per game, which was third on the team. Johnny Davis had four point three rebounds per game. Pat Spencer, I thought he played well as well. I talked about him earlier. Devin Dotson was a solid passer, led the team in assists with four point three. Vernon Carey led the team with one point three blocks a game. Quentin Jackson led the team in steals. I think he's a guy that is going to play on a Capital City go-go and definitely should get a call-up for some games. I think he's a guy that kind of he, – he reminds me of Jordan McRae. He reminds me of Jordan McRae and Jordan Crawford. He's just a bucket-getter, three-level scorer that can just can, – he can get hot. He can be a microwave scorer off the bench for sure. Um, Tyler Hall was really good from the three-point line. He shot 44% from the three-point line, shooting six threes per game off a of high volume. So that was really good. Tahiri McCall was a standout as well, just his energy. Uh, Craig Sward, I thought he played with energy as well. Um, Quentin Jackson, I already talked about him. And uh, Pat Spencer, I liked him a lot as well. So those were the standouts that I thought played well. I already talked about Devin Dodson, Brennan Carey, of course, Jaime Echenique, Jordan Goodwin. Uh, those are some guys that played really, really, really well. So I will, will read quickly about what the consensus some articles that I found, Bleacher Report, ESPN had to say about Johnny Davis and his time in the summer league. Um, he was listed as a summer league disappointed and disappointment in multiple articles. Um, and they talked about how he may have to be used as an off-ball guy, like a 3 and D guy, where in college he was an on-ball guy, where he got the ball in the mid-range, in the mid-post, at the high post, at the left elbow, right elbow, and took a lot of tough shots. And it's going to be hard for him to do that with Bradley Bill on the roster, Will Barton, Monte Morris, other guys, Chris Esporzingis, where the offense is not running through you. So I know a lot of people compare him to Josh Hart, where Josh Hart is a 3 and D guy right now. He's a high-energy 3 and D guy. And I see Johnny Davis fitting that role, comparing him to Josh Hart, how he is in the NBA. So this is a quote from Bleacher Report. Davis's habit, quote, Davis's habit of taking tough two-pointers and challenge paint finishes led to a 29.6 field goal percentage in the summer league. He didn't shoot many threes at Wisconsin. And it could be a tough road to consistent scoring if he continues to create low percentage two-point attempts. He may look better around the Wizards rotation players. In that role early in his career, he'll be better suited to make shots as a spot-up threat cutter and more opportunistic driver. So I do think he was more decisive towards the last couple of games that he played. I know he missed with back missed some games with back tightness, but when they gave him the ball after a timeout on the baseline where it was a dribble handoff, he made a decisive move, got to the basket, got fouled. I think those were the best plays that he had uh, during the summer league as well. So he was 33.3% from the three-point line, um, averaged 8.3 points per game. Um, this is from Sporting News. Davis was struggling to score with similar ease that we saw from the from his, from his sophomore season at Wisconsin this past season. 
Johnny Davis isn't the quickest or most explosive athlete, which was revealed going up against other NBA caliber players. He can't rely on his size advantage six foot five at his, at his position as much as he did at the college level. And Davis will have to become a more confident spot up shooter and evolve his handle and shot creation skills to put up the numbers that will um, help him take a leap that will be expected of him at the next level. Alas, life will be easier when all the attention isn't on the top 10 pick when he's playing alongside scores like Bradley Bill, Chris Hush, Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma. So that is the case for him as well. Porzingis, Brad, and Kuzma will be getting the attention. Um, he did get attention at, uh, in the summer league, uh, but the self, the explosive, the explosive, the, his first step, he really needs to work on that. He was not getting by anybody. He got stuck on an island, was looking, was looking to pass the ball, didn't have any counter moves, no step backs, no side moves, no side steps. Moves that you see Bradley Bill make, I think he's going to learn a lot of that from Bradley Bill. Maybe he could work out with Drew Hanlon just like Denny has. But I didn't see any shot creation, no step backs, no dribbles behind the backs, any counter moves. And he really, really has to work on that because he really got stuck on an island where I did see him make counter moves in Wisconsin. But he was able to overpower and be physical with guys. You know, he played football, he played quarterback in high school. Um, He wasn't able to be physical with guys and, and lean into guys in the summer league. And this is against summer league competition, but I do think he will improve. In a regular season, or will have will have opportunities to improve being next to guys like Kuzma, but he's going to have to be able to knock down the three. He shot thirty percent from three, but he's really going to have to knock down the three to be effective as a rookie. So, um, I'll say one quote from Monte Morris, or actually, I'll save that for the next episode um, that I thought stood out and Will Bar and things that I like that that they said. Um, but you know, main takeaway from this episode is, uh, I know Wizards fans and social media are excited about the Kevin Durant buzz. Some are, and some know what it really is. I just don't see it happening. Maybe they are using the Wizards as a decoy or, or as a team to hike up his trade value. You can say that. And the same Amico also said that a report that talks for Kevin Durant trade talks have stalled at the moment. So we'll see if it picks back up towards when the season starts so i just want to thank you guys for listening and making locked on wizards your first listen every day now for your second listen get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the nba in just 30 minutes every day with locked on nba locked on nba your daily nba update in just 30 minutes so i want to make sure you guys subscribe to locked on wizards and hit the notification bell hail to the wizards and i will be talking about monte morris quotes and uh, will barton quotes on another episode thank you guys peace Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.